This is a piece that I wrote shortly after George Wallace, who was the governor of Alabama when I was growing up, died. Uh, so he died in September of 1998. So I wrote the piece around that time. And the headline, uh, it was originally published and distributed through a wire service uh, from Progressive Media Project, which I think at the time was distributing uh, using the Knight Ritter wire service. And this was published in a lot of dailies throughout the United States. The title that it was given was Governor, or is, Governor Wallace was an integral part of my youth. It may appear strange for me to identify with the late George Wallace. He and I were seemingly complete opposites. He was a white segregationist politician, by all counts heterosexual. I am a black liberal lesbian. But we were both from the South. He was born in Alabama, and I lived there from 1964 to 1976 during his gubernatorial reign. Wallace was the first politician of whom I have any memory. When my family and I arrived in Alabama, my first recollection was a billboard that stated, Welcome to Alabama. You have now entered Wallace country, deep in the heart of Dixie. Wallace had his political stranglehold on the Alabama governorship from the time I was seven through my departure for college in another state at age 17. If he wasn't actually governor throughout this period, it was because a state law prevented him from succeeding himself. His first wife, Lurleen, was a de jure governor for a while, with George being the de facto one. Despite the 1954 Brown versus Board of Education decision, the public schools in Alabama were segregated until 1967, when I was in sixth grade. I was the only African-American in my class at Highland Elementary School in Huntsville that year. This was four years after Governor Wallace's infamous integration speech, segregation today, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. I was in seventh grade in 1968 when the news came over the public address system that Martin Luther King Jr. had been shot. I recall cheers from both teachers and students. Four years later, when Wallace was wounded by an assassination temp attempt in Laurel, Maryland, an announcement called for prayers for a speedy recovery for our beloved governor. I did not applaud when Wallace was shot, nor did I experience any glee. Wallace seemingly shifted politically after I left the state. In his 1983 gubernatorial inauguration speech, nearly 20 years to the day of his Segregation Forever speech, he asked for justice and mercy and warned that a nation that forgets its poor will lose its soul. He rejected segregation and formed alliances with African Americans. He even appointed African Americans to cabinet posts and judgeships quite a far cry from the hatred-spewing governor whom I remember as a child. Wallace left politics in 1986 
and in the last 12 years, I felt a great deal of pity for him. His health had been gradually deteriorating, and with the onset of Parkinson's, he was a mere shell of his former self. Not that I wanted the Wallace of old, but he did have integrity and endurance in his fights against integration. The last public memory I have of him was an interview last year after the airing of a television miniseries starring Gary Sinise as Wallace. An African-American man accompanied him through the interview, and at one point Wallace indicated that the man was his best friend. What a world. Unlike President Richard Nixon, Wallace seemed to have changed. When I heard of Wallace's death, I was surprised about the many feelings that washed over me. He was such an integral part of my youth, and he helped form my progressive politics to counteract the Wallaces of the 1980s and beyond. Rest in peace, George C. Wallace. Thank you. Five expressions I want to eliminate. Written in 2014. I'm not a formal person, but here are, but there are certain expressions that pervade our culture that I want eliminated or at least greatly curtailed. One, LOL. It's overused and not accurate. So unless you're actually laughing out loud or have laughed it out loud, please do not use. Also, nervous laughing should not count. Two, emoticons. Again, overused. Especially when punctuation is used for the emoticons. And I don't understand most of them. Three, K, OK, or any variants. Usually not responsive to a question adds nothing to the conversation. Four, no worries. Again, usually not responsive, and I don't know what it means. It's especially annoying as a replacement for thank you. Five, sup. Too generic and difficult to respond to. But my main issue with all of these expressions is that they do not enhance communication, so I want them eliminated. If you don't want to communicate, be silent. Thank you. You know what to do. Please share. Please review it. Thank you.